This episode is brought to you by Law CPD. Law CPD offer premium online CPD that you can complete on the go whenever and wherever it suits you. They're currently offering our listeners a special offer of buy one course and get one free. Just what you need when the CPD deadline is coming up and always comes up quicker than you anticipate. Always seems to be rapidly approaching. Exactly, exactly. So this time you can buy one, get one free and the discount code to use is juggle11 and this offer is available until the end of the year, 31st of December. Visit lawcpd.com.au forward slash the juggle. If you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lilovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi everyone, it's Joe here. And Lucy, you're listening to the Juggle Podcast. Today we are pretty excited because unlike the usual episodes where we have one guest, today we have two. We have had a few of those in the past, but it's been a while. And this one is extra special because we have two women who are currently doing a job share role. This is something that Lucy and I hear a lot of women talking about. People say that maybe they want to give it a go, but they just don't see it available. I just had a call from, strangely enough, Uh, not a call, a text message from a friend today saying, you know, I work part-time and my employer have just now said they want me to go full-time, but I've suggested job share and they're not keen on it. So it's something that comes up, but no one ever really seems to know, you know, where do you find these jobs? And if they're not advertised, how do you make it happen to you, for you? Mm. And it's also, I think, something that people would just like to know a bit more about because it's hard to find people who job share. You don't hear about them all the time. So it's nice to be able to talk to two lovely ladies who are doing a job share so we can just learn a bit more about what actually happens. Mm. And these two ladies, Lucy has actually already interviewed over on her other podcast, Doing Law Differently, because they both work in the legal industry for a organization called LOD, Lawyers on Demand. So we're joined by Amanda Fadgerman and Claire Vines. And like Joe said, I did interview them over on Doing Law Differently and it was just such good fun because they're really good fun and they're just really great to talk to. So I learned a bit more about them at the end of that interview and then I told them that they had to come on this one too. So they've had to put up with me interviewing them twice now, but they did it, did it with a smile. So Amanda and Claire are joining us. Amanda has got three children who are 11, 9 and 5. And Claire has two children who are four and a half and nine months. They both work four days a week, often from home or ad hoc hours to cater for kids or childcare, all those kinds of things that we all deal with. But they both communicate with each other throughout that time. And you'll hear more about exactly how they do that as we go to the interview. They do lead different streams of work within their roles, but they work together with all of their clients and they hand over seamlessly when one of them is away. Enjoy the interview. Amanda and Claire, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Now, we're really excited to talk to you about this job share type arrangement that you've got going on because we haven't had anyone on the podcast yet who has a similar kind of arrangement. And it's something that we get asked about quite a lot. We get asked about, but there's not that many people who want to talk about it or who actually do it. Exactly. So it's nice to be able to kind of speak to some people in real life who are living that. So, you know, it'll be nice to see what you have to say. So let's start by, can you just give us a bit of an overview about how your job share type, and I'm saying job share type, because I know it's not a typical job share. So you tell us, how does it, how does it work? 
So a bit of history or background here is that Amanda and I worked together um, when we were formerly Lexvoco. So we worked together in the technology team. And because we were a small startup, the reality was whatever roles one person had to do, we all had to do because if we have to execute a client project, it's just Amanda and I and one technical resource. So it started quite naturally because it would just be, I can work this day, you can work that day, can you please take that client meeting or can you take that client call? And so it just kind of started out that way. And then when I went on maternity leave, Amanda stepped into my role and it was very, very easy for us. So when I returned from maternity leave, we now run our own product lines, but we decided to keep sharing the client work because a lot of our projects run across both pieces of tech and a lot of our clients require five days of coverage and Amanda and I both work four days and we like to be quite strict on the day that we're not working to attempt not to answer any calls, emails, smoke signals, whatever it might be from the (laughs) office. So this way and then also school holidays, children being sick, religious holidays, all that kind of stuff. This way we've pretty much got full week coverage at all times. It's interesting that this started, well, it didn't start, but it perhaps was extended after you returned from maternity leave, because that's something that a lot of women are concerned about when they do go on leave and someone covers them is, you know, what's going to happen to my work when I come back. And it sounds like you've really made the most of when Amanda was doing your work, you've really made the most of that and been able to continue it for everybody's benefit. Yeah, I think, um, look, it was a very natural process and you know there was a, a bit of a steep learning curve for me when when Claire went initially went on that leave but then when she came back we then you know sat down for some intensive days to do a bit of a handover of everything that had happened while she was gone and there are times when I need to say oh I remember that you know just put that piece of the puzzle back in for the picture but it was a fairly organic and natural coming coming together again um, I was very relieved in fact when she came back <laughs> and you know really looking forward to you know working together as we were before so the, the business also changed quite a lot in between the time that she went on that leave to when she came back so I think there was a quite a lot of change that occurred internally that we then needed to work out how look how's this going to work now in, in the new landscape but I think we've done that pretty successfully and um, as Claire said you know, have each other's backs. And I think that at the end of the day, we work so well together because we've always, we're always looking out for the other person. And if there's something that Claire's not CC'd on that she shouldn't have been, always send it to her. If, you know, if there's any sort of communication that needs to happen, the other person is always the forefront of our mind. There's a lot of trust in this relationship, isn't there? Because I think one of the things that often gets in the way of people having really good working relationships, especially in law, dare I say it, is this fear that someone else is going to get a leg up ahead of me. You know, there's that generally people, you know, when they think of lawyers, they think that there is quite a lot of competition amongst them and private practice definitely Mm -hmm. lends itself to that. Do you think that you would be able to have this kind of relationship in private practice? I've never worked in private practice because I haven't wanted to. (laughs) The one thing I will say, because Amanda has worked in private practice, so I'll let her answer that side. But the one thing I will say is you have to have open and blunt conversations. Amanda and I are very different personalities, but we're both very loyal people. And point blank, I said when I went on mat leave, if you end up heading up the team, awesome. Or if I step back in, 
awesome, but neither one of us is going to throw the other one under the bus. So unless you have that kind of trust relationship, whether you be in-house or law firm or whether it's encouraged, it's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. If you think the person's going to throw you under the bus, you can't job share with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As I said, it's the loyalty, like the support um, that Claire showed me when I initially was even three days, which it does make Mm -hmm. the job share even harder, was so integral to work you know, especially when the transition occurred and we got merged with another company, I would say to people when I introduce myself to new people, I just need you to know that I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. Claire's not here. She's on mat leave at the moment. But right now I'm standing on her shoulders. So, oh, I feel like giving you a hug. Oh, oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited that she got the money in a <laughs> There's clearly such a massive bond between you. This extends outside of work as well? Oh, I think so. I think mean, there's a friendship there, but, yeah, yeah. We, we both have young kids, so socialisation time. <laughs> yeah, hard. there's not much of that, is it's there? Yeah. There's definitely work wines, that's for sure. Uh, Amanda is my work wife, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But the other thing I would say as well is that you do have to have a workplace. Like I feel very strongly, and this is something I said to Lucy before, that, if you want women to return to work part-time, you cannot denigrate that or, or and you have to support them. And so even not that it started selfishly, but from my perspective, I always wanted to come back into work part-time um, and Amanda has always worked part-time. And for that to work for a team of part-timers, you do need to be able to share the duties and the role. Yeah. You both work four days and you mentioned one of you who previously worked three. That was Amanda, right? Yeah. Did you decide together we'll both come back, when I come back, we'll both work four days because that's how the, what's going to suit the job best? Or was it a case of I would like to work four, I would like to work four, and then we'll do what we can within that time? I think it was pretty much driven by our own, our own wants. Yeah. At the time, I was ready to up my days from three to four with a child moving into full-time child, you know, care. So that was driven by my needs and I think Similarly for you, you were you wanted to come back to four. Yeah, so for me, I found previously working three can be very tough mm. because you do get a lot of contact on those two days. Mm. Whereas if I'm working four days, and for example, I don't work Thursdays, Amanda doesn't work Fridays, so again, there's the coverage. I care less if people are trying to contact me because I'm like, you can wait 24 hours. Mm. Yeah. Whereas if I'm working Monday to Wednesday and I'm not going to contact them again to the following Monday, then I think I'd feel a little bit more anxious, whereas now I can be a bit more hardline. So when you were creating all of this, how much did you organise it before you talked to your employer? And how much (laughs) of it was driven by your employer saying, oh, but we want this or we want that? I think we're a little bit lucky in that sense. We told our boss. (laughs) 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 You wouldn't even ask. They might be listening to this. <laughs> well, I guess I guess it is a bit different to what you would, might normally see in private practice, where you know you might have two women who need to put a business case forward and get yeah. you know business case approval. We we didn't have to go through that. Um, we were also part of a, a culture with a values. The number one value in our organisation is life's first, works next, and everything flows from that. Mm. So you will see everyone in this office working from home. You will see everyone in this office working ad hoc hours to fit in with childcare. You will see everyone in this office coming dressed in shorts in summer and taking more leave during school holidays than term. So there was a very natural progression that 
driven by the culture, driven by, by the values that we will make whatever you want work because we value your contribution to this workplace. So whatever you need, whatever arrangements you need, we will work around that. But the same is true in reverse though, isn't it? Because by working together in the way that you are, you're making it work for them and for the, and for your clients, obviously. Mm. Absolutely. And there are times when, and I mean, I know I'm speaking to everyone here, but I've been back at work about two and a half months since my second yeah. baby. And the first month I was averaging one day in four because he was so bloody sick from childcare. Oh, all the time. No. Not only is it heartbreaking that you're sending them to childcare and then they're incredibly ill. And again, mm-hmm. we've all been there, so we know what it's like. And I had to at one stage just through my boss and say, and Amanda would be like, I just, I can't do it. He's just so sick. I'm just going to have to do whatever I can do. And the answer was, yeah, you know, okay. and Amanda and I just work through that yeah. month. And it wasn't fun for Amanda and it was tough, but we knew that if we could just work together on it at the same time. I think anyone who wants to raise it with their boss, I mean, again, we were probably, uh, I, I shouldn't put Amanda in that. I was a bit pushy and made my boss read that book. I know how she does it. And I was like, see, you know, nonstop. I like that book. (laughs) It's a great book. But I do think that I think there's a fundamental business case to be made for job sharing particularly for women returning to work. But one thing we both firmly believe is that no women should be working more hours than they need to. Like don't work five days if you don't want to or don't need to. The other thing is because our firm, because our organisation measures our KPIs alongside and by our values, the life's first works next, show people you care, be the best you can be, our behaviours are driven by those measures. So neither one of us will throw each other under the bus. Neither one of us will try and gain credit for somebody else's work because it does not fit into our values. So there's just a very collaborative collegiate environment where we are always working for the benefit of the organisation and our team, not our own individual benefit. Mm-hmm. And we're not expected to because those are not the KPIs that we're measured against. Yeah, it's not an individual performance base. The comment that you made before, Claire, around not having to work more than you want to, is there a feeling to some extent, and you might need to tell us a little bit more about the different types of work that you do in order to answer this, is there a feeling at all of I have to actually do more work because I'm job sharing in some capacity, you know, having that need to update someone or in this case each other often and regularly about what's happening with the other person's work? Do you find that that means more work? Again, it comes down to working together for a long time. I think we both see it as the responsibility of the other person because we copy each other across everything to just keep abreast of what's going on in that person's world and then mainly it's just texts. Can you pick it up? In terms of additional work, if you were new to job sharing and new to doing something like this, I think a daily 10-minute meeting is all that you need. So don't bug around with sending whips or anything like that unless you have to. That means work in progress just for anyone who's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there are are beautiful ways you can present information if you're someone who likes to see things visually. We do use Kanban boards such as Trello. But I'm really lazy when it comes down to it and I'm really inconsistent. So the only thing that you're going to get from me is a 10-minute meeting every day. So pretty much Amanda comes in at 9.30. I start at 8. We also start at different times. 
and we have a quick, let's call it standing meeting, but it's just yeah. a of where are you at, how are you feeling, what's going on. Yeah. So for people starting out in this way, I think it's just about establishing what they like to do in terms of communication, mm-hmm. yeah. working out what's the easiest, fastest way to do it. And do you have yeah. those meetings on the days when you're not both in the office as well? Mm-hmm. Try not to contact each other in the days that we're not in the office. Yeah. Maybe text if something's urgent, but even then it'd have to be really urgent Mm. and we're not saving lives, so it's not urgent. (laughs) The way you work with someone having Thursday and someone having Friday off, you're only physically together in the office Monday through Wednesday. Correct. So there's two days that there's no contact between you. And is that how it works, that there is no contact between you or do you sort of leave a, a list of things on Wednesday afternoon when you each say goodbye or how does that work? I think there's a bit of the, the email communication for any project related or client work is sort of that that the history of what happened in the day off combined with you know technology is a big part of it so being on a system we use Microsoft so Teams mm-hmm. is Teams a way a yeah if there is a group chat and you get notified if there's chats that have occurred on a particular topic on a particular project that you've missed so we are still connected um, on my phone. So it may not be a direct communication between us on the days off. I think the onus is probably on us to be checking those messages or checking that on our mobile when we on our day off. And I often find that it is quicker sometimes to respond to a quick message on a, on a chat so that things progress in my absence yeah. rather than, you know, I don't not sort of responding at all because it's my day off. Mm-hmm. There's always, there's such a give and take that if I do need to work a little bit on my day off, there's so much flexibility that it's never an issue. It's interesting that flexibility point because we did some consulting for an employer earlier this year talking about implementing flexible work practices. And one of the comments that was made was around the fact that, oh, we're giving our employees all of this flexibility. They can work from home and they can start when they want and finish when they want and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, as soon as I'm asking them to, for example, maybe come in on a Saturday because something has to be done, they'll turn around and say, oh, no, sorry, we can't be there anymore. So that that whole idea of the flexibility going both ways, I think, is such an important one. Mm. As long as it's, I mean, again, this is one of my many high horses, but if you pro-rata your pay, and this is for all women out there, you pro-rata your pay, it does not cover working Saturday and Sunday. And so fine, we, we might pick up an email, we might pick up a text on our day off, but then I'm going to rock up when I want into the office. So if you are in a workplace that says it, it allows flexibility but it doesn't actually, mm. then you can't expect people to be willing to work on a Saturday or whatever it is. Whereas I think we, for example, I wouldn't be happy about it, but if there was a really, really urgent need, I'd do it occasionally. Mm. But then i take that time off in lieu yes. the following week or whenever it suited me. But we personally see a lot of people, women, talking to us who are in workplaces that say they're flexible. But so. Yeah. Um, I think people should call their employers out on it. Flexible means just that, you know. I mean, we do different hours every day basically. Yeah, and that comes back to one of the points that Lucy loves to make, which is, again, about this idea of measuring people's value by their output as opposed to whether or not you can physically see them or they've started at 8.30 or whatever it might be that someone's got a bugbear about. Yeah, you've got employees working from home and you're questioning whether or not they're putting in a full 7.5 hours, then you shouldn't, they shouldn't be an employee. Yeah. So trust has to be an integral part of any sort of relationship. Absolutely. Speaking of flexible work then, and you've both been quite clear that you try to keep your day off as your day off, 
What do you do to manage, help you manage those boundaries between work and family? I mean, you're obviously both aware of that each other would prefer not to be working on those days. So I, I'm guessing that you probably individually try not to contact each other. But what about the rest of work? I try and manage it by, I try and put out of offices on by saying, I don't work Thursdays. And often I put in the message, I am at home with two kidlets, so my availability to answer the phone, email, call if you want, but you're going to get screaming, basically. And I I put that on Teams so my internal uh, internal people know and then on Outlook, that has been something I've had to learn to do because I still have that deep-seated anxiety like all the, well, most lawyers do that, like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired if I don't answer. And it's nothing to do with culture. It's to do with my own internal in a perfectional child. <laughs> People will think I'm a favourite. <laughs> wow, that is so tough. Well, it's tied to people's self-worth. Yeah. That need to be needed. Yes. Someone's asked needs me to answer a question, therefore I'm needed. And so if I don't pick up the phone and answer it or respond to this email, it's tied to my own self-worth. That's beautiful. Lisa and I were talking before this interview about saying yes. We're we're often talking about saying yes versus saying no and how we're not always good at choosing the right word to respond to a particular question. But that comment there, Amanda, that's spot on. Mm. I think, I mean, and that's particularly relevant for lawyers who are typically type A personalities, high achievers. A lot of lawyers are perfectionists and their self-worth is tied to their job. And that is a common trait that a lot of lawyers need to overcome if they're going to have a freedom. I mean, I think at the end of the day, what what really helped me, and Amanda's probably, and you know, Amanda is more experienced at this than I am, is the fact that I was getting so snappy with the two little kidlets on my day off because I was like, oh, I've got to go do this. And no one was making me. It was just my own mind. And I was like, what am I doing? Because I'm like I'm getting annoyed because the children want my attention, which is natural. And then I'm getting annoyed that work wants my attention. So I end up feeling like this big hot mess of stress and it, it's horrible. So when I returned from that leave with the second time, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm just point blank unless it's an emergency, which it's not because, again, we're not saving lives. It can wait a day. And I'm not working on weekends unless there's a very good reason or I choose to. And, again, not that we're expected to. I found particularly because of the industry we're in, both of us do innovation, both of us do sort of tech. Mm. A lot of our clients really embrace embrace that and they're very open to the fact that they know they won't get a response from us on certain days, Thursday, Friday, respectively, and they're really welcoming. A lot of our clients have young kids as well, so they never is they never question our availability or question why we're not being responsive. And because we've got a team of people that, we, that are so collaborative, there usually is someone that can pick up a slack on the day off. And we also work across sort of in a sort of a multi-team way. So there's a lot of projects that we work on where there is three or four of us working on the same project. So there usually is somebody else that can answer a question. I think that's a big difference as well in terms of if we continue to focus particularly on lawyers. You know, a lot of legal industry is very individualistic. Whereas if so long as you can develop that real team culture, you stop feeling the need to be the one to say yes to answer something because you're more conscious of the fact that you're working in a team that has the skills, the resources and the, the knowledge to do what needs to be done and it doesn't always have to be you. That's right. Absolutely. Hmm. So we have two standard questions that we ask of all of our guests. So we'll ask them of each of you. And the first is, do you have a mantra? Mm, good question. I don't mind who answers first. You can see who comes up with the who comes up with a good answer. 
I've watched Frozen so many times, it'll have to be let it go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, probably one time in my life, or maybe two, when I felt like I needed a mantra and I had to say a mantra to myself when I walked into work and that was returning back to work the first and the second time when I had to say to myself, I can do this. And people often say, oh, my gosh, three kids working four days a week, how do you do it? And my response is always that it was incremental. You don't go from no kids to three kids and working part-time. You go, I've got one child, I'm on maternity leave. Then I've got one child and I work a couple of days a week. Then I'm pregnant and I've got one child and I work and I've got two children and I'm not working, then two children mm-hmm. plus work. And so at each step of the way, I remember walking into the work, into the new office and saying to myself, I can do this. And the first time is always the hardest. And once you've done it once, you can always do it again. It's so true. I often ask myself, what will I do? And, and actually, Joe often asks me this question. What will you do when you've got three kids or, you know, when you've got more of them? And I'm always like, oh, well, I'll figure it out at the time. Exactly like you say, Amanda, you've got three children and you're working four days a week. You didn't come from zero to hero. You had a journey and you learned lessons along the way. And, you know, things would have adapted and changed as your children got older and as your views changed and your job changed, all that. Exactly. Absolutely. I think actually having said that, my mantra is we're not saving lives because I realise I've said that about five times. you said that a few <laughs> times. <laughs> we're not saving lives, but that's definitely. You know, and that applies equally at home and at work, doesn't it? Because sometimes things we can just lower the standards a little bit at home. It can be challenging in both environments. <laughs> okay, if, you, if, if you want to be tongue-in-cheek, what's my mantra? My kitchen sinks are always full and that's Okay. <laughs> Yeah, especially it's okay when there's someone else who'll come along and wash them up too. Um, (laughs) Get someone else to do all of that work for you. I think that's a a wonderful thing to remember that there is always someone else who can help that team that we were talking about. Mm. So what is one piece of advice that you would give to other women like us who are trying to do this juggle and, you know, perhaps who are thinking about job share? Talk to the person first if you want a job share. To find your person. To find your person. And... Don't but equally work for an organisation that is values-driven, that has that as part of their, ingrained as part of their culture because otherwise it can be just an uphill battle. Uh, Know your tech. I mean, one of the things that makes it so easy for us is all of our devices, everything, you know, tablets, laptops, phones, everything synced. So we can, Uh if necessary, I can pick up any piece of work at any time. Amanda and I, whatever Amanda's done, it's there at the drop of it, like I can just grab anything Amanda's done and vice versa because everything we do, we're required to save everything into the cloud. So if you work for an organisation that isn't cloud-based and you want to work part-time or job share, I think you need to push that in particular because you need to have that ability to be able to touch each other's work, physically touch each other's work, so to speak, as soon as you can. And I guess particularly if you're working flexibly as well because you don't know where you're going to be or what time it's going to be or if the other of you is going to be around. Absolutely. Um, And then probably there has to be the underlying trust and empathy between the two of us or the two women and ultimately the person that you report to so that both obviously trust each other um, and collectively our boss trusts us that the work does get done. Mm, So good. I would love to see more job share arrangements happening. I think to be blunt, and I would say this not just as advice, but no one should believe that because they work 
less than 7.5 hours and less than five days a week that they are a lesser employee. But if you do report into someone who gives you any of that feedback towards job share or part-time work, then find a new job because that's a complete lie. There should be more job shares out there. It makes it so much easier to return to work when you're a mother or, or somebody who has parental obligations. Yeah. You're right. Thank you both so much for your time. I've loved listening to this and I would love to hear from anyone else out there who has done the job share thing or um, who, you know, takes some tips from this and, you know, gets gets it happening. Oh, Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that special discount code from Law CPD Juggle 11 for buy one, get one free off of your Law CPD online courses. You can find out more about that and everything we talked about today and links to our Facebook group and anything else you might want to know about us over on our website, which is www.thejuggle.com.au. Thanks, everyone. Happy juggling. Happy juggling.